Cats at Night. Now, here's John Katsimatidis. Who do we have today? Coming in from Israel, I hear. Coming in from Israel, we have Professor Alan Dershowitz. He's a leading constitutional lawyer in the country. He's, what, Harvard Law, 50 years, 50 books published. His latest, The Price of Principle. Welcome back to Cats at Night, Professor Dershowitz. Well, shalom, everybody from <laughs> Israel, the land of the Bible. I'm so thrilled to be here, seeing old friends, meeting new people who are in the government. Uh, and well, how was dinner with Netanyahu? Well, you know, Bibi and I have been friends since he was 22 years old. We met in 1970 when we were both on a TV show called The Advocates. And we've been very close friends since. He's a little busy these days trying to form the government, but in a few days, I think I'll see him. I, I look forward. Um, you know, there's there's missiles flying all over the place. Oh, yeah. Ukraine, oh, uh, Ukraine and Russia. And on the border, it's really, really on the border of Poland. Maybe, you know, it was a bad uh, shooter. Uh, uh, I don't think they really meant to hit Poland. What say you? No, I, I agree with that. By the way, it landed right near where my grandfather grew up. My grandfather grew up on the Polish side of the Polish-Ukrainian border in an unpronounceable town called something like Przemysl. And it's that area that was hit. And it's impossible for me to believe that the Russians, no matter what you think of Putin, would actually provoke a war with NATO, NATO Charter 5 yeah. uh, based on a rocket. It was obviously a mistake. Yeah, Putin said, I don't even miss by this it. much. <laughs> they would have been smart to admit it. it was a mistake. Apologize, pay some money to the people who were killed and the grain factory that was destroyed and move on with it. Now, I want to ask you a question. Mm-hmm. The big con game. Now, you say, what, what, what big con game? Pick one. Well, <laughs> they offered, President Biden offered all the students in, in, in the United States a $10,000 forgiveness. Yeah. And Nancy, even Nancy Pelosi said that. Take a listen. The Nancy Pelosi soundbite. Well, someplace here. Yeah. Just more on the subject. People think that the president of the United States. Is this more on the subject? And you ever want to know? Will you let me know? People think that the president of the United States has the power for debt forgiveness. He does not. He can postpone. He can delay. But he does not have that. Power. Okay, that enough. Would, that, so that's Nancy. You know, even Nancy <laughs> admits it, that every student that thought they were, were going to get forgiven got conned that they're going to have two turkeys in every oven. <laughs> and um, they voted for Democrats. Mm. What say well, you? Well, you know, the court was absolutely right. Nancy Pelosi's right. The president does not have the power to legislate under the Constitution. But the poor, the poor American people, the students didn't know that. that. They don't know that. Yeah, but they may, they may, the Congress, if they're, if they're doing the right thing, the Congress will say, look, the president made this mistake. He messed up, but the students shouldn't lose from that. So we're going to now vote to support the president's view. Now, the Senate will do that, obviously. The House, it's Republican. Who knows if they'll do it? I don't know. But the kids should not get uh, hurt by as the result of a presidential mistake. Well, yeah, was, it a mistake con. was it a mistake con. or was it a con game? Well, that's Think about it before you answer. Yeah. 
But <laughs> I, I have to tell you, presidents on both parties have assumed too much power. They don't have the power to legislate. Mayors don't have the power to legislate. Governors, remember during COVID, presidents and governors were passing laws saying who gets fired, who has to have vaccine. That's the job of the legislature. We established the Constitution, which divides the authority. Legislatures make the law, presidents enforce the law, and Congress and, and the Supreme Court passes on the constitutionality of the law. And too many presidents have done too many things without the authorization of Congress. There's another issue now pending. Now that the election is over, maybe Biden will try to reenter the deal with Iran. He can't do it. It's a treaty. Absolutely. And the treaty requires consent of two-thirds of the Senate. And we're going to bring a lawsuit if he tries to do that. I've already arranged with some people. We're going to try to get some senators to bring a lawsuit saying the president does not have the authority to sign a <laughs> treaty with Iran. That's up to the Senate. He can propose it, but the Senate two-thirds has to confirm it. Professor, this is Craig. We have a question for you. We were talking about it earlier. We look back at the 2022 presidential election, and all of these different states have all these different rules about how the votes get counted and how whether it could be by mail and when they get returned and this postmark and everything else. I mean, the only way we're going to get fair elections in the country is if someone comes up with a federal election law where around the country, each and every state has to abide by one set of rules. We can't have 50 different sets of rules out there. For the same well, election. Federal elections. No, federal elections, yes. You can't do it yeah. for civil elections. No, that's right. I have a very unique idea. Mark a piece okay. of paper and have people count them. <laughs> I, I just came up with it on my own. But, you know, many countries in the world, including Israel, where I am today, have election commissions, former deans of law schools, former justices of the Supreme Court, uh, former, you know, people of high, high integrity of both parties. And they pass on all challenges to any election. We don't have that. Today, the challenges are all partisan. Whoever loses makes a complaint, and then it depends on whether the complaint is made to his party or the other party. Nobody believes it anymore. We need to have a national election commission at which all yeah. complaints could go to. I agree with you. I think we need to have a single Who, who would establish that? Who would have to establish that? Congress? Congress would have to establish okay. that. And I also think the presumption should always be voting in person, in a booth, alone, with nobody there. I love to tell the story that my wife uh, didn't trust me to vote for Biden, who I said I was going to vote for in the last election. She thought maybe because, you know, I got to know Trump and because I represented him. Maybe I'd vote for Trump, but she didn't want me to vote for Trump. She actually videotaped me voting for Biden. Imagine the pressure. Now, uh, I love my wife, and she can do anything she wants, but imagine an old person in a nursing home uh, having an absentee ballot, and the caretaker said, you know who you should vote for, X, Y, and Z. I don't like that. Mm. I think that absentee ballot should be the exception, and it's quickly becoming the rule. You know, if you need representation on that with your wife, the judge, or I can help you there, Professor. <laughs> just, Election you know, listen, I'm a Brooklyn there. lawyer, so I can, I can help you there. Nobody has beaten my wife in an argument or litigation. <laughs> so, Professor Dershowitz, they, time. Professor Dershowitz, so in Israel, for their elections, they don't have little old ladies volunteering to help with the election process. I mean, the, uh, voting is the underpinning of our democracy, and it should be treated as such. It's a sacred process, like, you, like you're just describing right now. I, I believe in that piece of paper you're talking about where... 
Everybody has a piece of paper, and you have hard evidence. Yes. You of can the use vote. a scanner to count and them. We had Jack, but have General, count them. and I'm not talking about any particular company. General McInerney was on on Friday, and he says he he is scared mm. that voting machines connected to the internet yep. could be tampered with. Anything could be hacked, John. Yeah. Anything well, there's no doubt about that. And the voting machine companies, I'm involved in a lawsuit concerning that. Voting machine companies refuse to disclose their algorithms. They refuse to subject them to peer review. So we can't sit in judgment. I think every wow. machine wow. vote has wow. to be I, I, I just heard something I didn't know. Tell us to so repeat that. The voting machine companies, an algorithm... I mean, wow. what, is, what, what, is, yeah. what do you need an algorithm for? Right. It's one plus counting. one plus two. They say, they say it's a business secret. But if you're doing work for the I government, if you are the government, the government can't keep secrets like that. And if you are a company like that, you're the government. The government has allocated to I you will the fund that lawsuit. The governmental responsibility. Professor Dershowitz, I will fund that lawsuit if, if, those, <laughs> if those electronic machines are using algorithms. Okay. Okay. Now, look. I mean, I mean, is, I mean, it's crazy. Should not be allowed. I mean, when what do you have to do to count one plus one plus one plus one? You don't need algorithms. Yeah. You're right. Well, if they have nothing to hide, they should at least be willing to it's show it to experts or the court to be able to determine whether or not anything was hacked. It's a gateway to trouble. I personally believe that the 2020 election resulted in the right outcome. I happen to believe that. But that doesn't mean I don't... Look, I'm not accusing anybody of anything. All I'm saying is that they, how can they say that you have to keep a secret from the taxpayers? Mm -hmm. How do you say you have to keep secrets from the voters on algorithms on voting? And we're paying for it. And the argument is they are a private company. But once they But that's a lot of crap. Once you're dealing with the public... It's, you're not right. a private company anymore. That's right. I agree with you. They are a governmental unit for purposes of counting votes because only the only the government can count votes. You can't be a private company and then assert the right of a private company to the secrecy of your Correct. business plans if you don't want to show your algorithm. You need complete disclosure. The contract. Of you course, need disclosure. Every citizen de deserves that. disclosure. People need to have faith in that process. And when we had these data dumps like we saw in Arizona that it took several days to count the votes, it just raises the suspicion level. What, what do you think, and Professor that, Dershowitz? The, not only must all elections be fair, they must be seen to be fair. And a third of the Americans today have questions about the fairness of elections. Well, that can't be possible. It has to Professor be Professor Dershowitz. We're on a long distance call with we can't Israel. Afford it. We can't afford it. Because <laughs> you'll know, be funding that lawsuit. I, I, I want to thank you for calling in calling in and uh, for your time. It's one o'clock in the morning. So go to sleep and have a pleasant evening and uh, we'll I, catch you up real soon. But uh, but, but you got my gander up. Anytime, anytime, I will stay up for you. Thank so you, thank and you I, and long. I'm serious about that lawsuit because I think the disclosure is needed. I agree with you. It's cats at night on the Red Apple Podcast Network.